The following podcast contains strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to our third episode of We're Adults, We Promise podcast. Today's show is sort of a sideshow, which will literally appear during topics in between podcasts. The sideshow is called History You Should Know. As the title hints at, it's basically history that was a precursor to the larger events in history. The sideshow <laughs> will be part of our podcasts intermittently. Hope you enjoy them as much as what we did digging for them. So without further ado, let's pop the trunk. But first. But first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In the news this week, a magnitude 7 earthquake struck the Aegean Sea, affecting Turkey, Greece, Macedonia, and Bulgaria. The death toll currently is up to 80 people. A seven-magnitude earthquake is, I don't know, ridiculously heavy. Um, I, feel sorry. I feel sorry for the people at the epicenter of this. I can only just imagine the, the destruction as well as death toll doesn't rise. Well, the, 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 the epicenter would have probably hit Atlantis, so they, they fucked anyway. I mean, this, I don't even know, you know, I can't even picture unless I go Google it what magnitude 7 is capable of. But, you know, magni- yeah, magnitude 7 is, base, is like a little bit short of what you saw in like 2012. <laughs> the movie. Uh, okay. okay, so we're talking definite, definite destruction. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope the death toll doesn't rise, but I suppose as the news story carries on, we'll we'll find out more about that. Yeah, they, they pulled a, they pulled a little goal out of the rubble, still alive after like oh. uh, on Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. No, what's ninety hours? Ninety hours or something like that after the earthquake on Friday. So oh my goodness! That, it's like Monday or yesterday, I think. Wait, yesterday yeah. was Monday. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that that um, that's a miracle in itself. Um, I can just yeah. I can just think of other people who are stuck and who can't even speak at this point because they they stuck so deep. So I'm hoping the rescue people out there will actually be able to find many of these people. Uh, hopefully, the death toll doesn't rise, as I said. And um, yeah, hoping thoughts and thoughts and prayers. Yep, thoughts and prayers definitely. Um, In other news, in a follow-up to last week's story about the Pope supporting homosexual unions, after considerable pressure, the Pope has backtracked and said his words were taken out of context, clarifying that he feels that homosexuals should not be discriminated against by laws. However, this does not change the church's doctrine. (sighs) Really? (laughs) Really? Yeah, look, look, you're following... You're following stuff that was written 2,000 years ago. Oh, it's very difficult to change now to move on with modern times. And that goes for all religions. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 oh, okay. That, that's just, yeah. Um, we, we move yeah, on. We move on. Um, the strongest typhoon of 2020 has made its landfall in the Philippines. Hopefully thoughts and prayers go out to those people yeah, out there. Yeah. Hopefully they are safe. 
Uh, President Rodrigo Duarte, however, has sent the army out to capture and deport Typhoon Goni as he fears the typhoon is smuggling drugs. Yes. Um, you, you, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's got. He's got. They, they've got a, a. He's got a real clampdown on on drugs. If you mm-hmm. are. If if you are selling drugs, it's like death. If yes. you are if if you are caught using drugs, it's death. They basically have the cops go to like poor communities where they know that people are using and selling drugs, and they're just executing people in the streets. So, <laughs> oh, you know, you know. So fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now he's also, he, he's also said that um, when COVID hit them quite bad, if anyone's outside not wearing a mask, the cops are just going to shoot them. So, <laughs> wow! Just on a scale of one to wow, it's a wow, really, really. That fucking works, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, still. <laughs> okay. Um, and now onto our segment, Meh Twenty Twenty. A New York man was walking down the sidewalk when the ground gave way and he fell into a twenty-foot hole. Said hole was full to the brim with giant rats. I kid you not, giant rats. The man was the man was uninjured due to his fall being cushioned by said rats. I'm glad for him. However, if there's an outbreak of the Black Plague, we kind of know where to point the finger to. Well, everyone's but, pointing the finger to China for COVID. Well, we know where all the rats are. <laughs> we Giant ass rats. I mean, <laughs> I hate rats. Oh God! It, it, like, I'm not even sure if 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 I had to fall, like you know what? I'd rather take the twenty foot drop. That's how much now, I don't can, like rats. Now, now, can can you imagine? You you scared of rats? Plus, you're in mm-hmm. a, in a in a twenty foot hole that's rather narrow, so you've got rats to worry about. Plus claustrophobia. I'd lose my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd lose my mind. I would because because I have both those things and um. The worst nightmare. Okay, wait. My my worst nightmare is basically not being able to breathe. So, like water, underwater. I don't. I will never go like scuba diving and being in, being in an elevator is like no. Just no. So, so no. interesting thing about this is cousin was walking with him when he he disappeared into the hole. Said, like one minute he's there, and one minute he's not. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, he was." He, he, he asked where he was, and he, he was too scared to scream because the rats were cl- cl- crawling all over him. <laughs> so he's like, "Afraid of his mouth." Help me! <laughs> Help me, please! <laughs> <laughs> rats fucking crawling over me! Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! I no. Uh, uh-uh. that's like no. Um. Alrighty then. Now for our last segment. This week in history. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> On October 28th, 1886, the Statue also of Liberty. Birthday. Also your birthday. The Statue of Liberty was dedicated on Bedloe's Island in New York Harbor. Thank you, French. That was that's, that's nice of you. Giant woman. That's great. Um, on October 29th, 1929, the stock market crashed. Over, as over 16 million shares were dumped amid tumbling prices. This was the also great, called Black Tuesday. 
Black Tuesday. Yes, also called Black the Great Depression. <laughs> the Great Depression lasting until the outbreak of World War Two. So, because, like, they, yeah. were, they were depressed for a long time. Like we said last last week, um, mm-hmm. the, the, I think um, five days before, so the Thursday was yeah. Black Thursday <laughs> because people bought sold off 15 million shares that day in a panic. So, um, so you're also interesting thing while researching this. I found out that if you were born on October 29th, you share mm-hmm. a birthday with Joseph Goebbels. Right. <laughs> That's an interesting bit of news. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking, they, you know, they call it Black Tuesday and whatever. Like, is that where Black Friday comes from and everything is just, you know, Yes, they found that um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, yeah, um, yeah. shops were, that's about the time that shops were getting rid of their stock. Yeah. Uh, so to to for the Christ, for the Christmas rush and everything like that. So they would yeah. slash prices so that they could get their shops empty and people would make runs yeah. in the shop. So that's why they called it Black Friday. So and that continues up until this day. So that's an yeah. interesting piece of information. Yeah. Okay. So on October thirtieth, nineteen thirty-eight, the War of the Worlds radio broadcast panicked millions of Americans. Actor Orson Welles and the Mercury Players dramatized the story by H.G. Wells depicting a Martian invasion of New Jersey. Their script utilized simulated radio news bulletins, which many listeners thought were real. That that's right. also where the the, the 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 um they call it the mid Atlantic accent. So you know those old timey okay. news things with today in history. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 sort of voice. So yes. so yeah, it, it, that that's what like really put it on the map. Um, like, who who in their right mind would actually broadcast to millions of Americans? Um, you know. Aliens are coming, or Marsh, well, Martian invasions, and aliens are coming, knowing that they are flippant paranoid people. Yeah, but Just, you, you, you know, you look, you look at people. You look at modern, like re- recently, whatever paranormal paranormal activity was um, said to be a true movie, and uh, using viral marketing and stuff like that, they actually created fake newspapers that yeah. had the stories that they're talking about. The same with the movie The Fifth Kind. Where they actually uh, <laughs> created fake newspapers in order to have the stories look legit. So, like, no panicking at all. We'll just like take it in our stride, and then one day it's actually going to happen. You'll be like, ah, "Let me go finish my stuff." It's, so, it's not going to happen, happen in twenty twenty because the aliens are going to come by. Oh, look, they've got enough shit to deal with. Look. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try again maybe in another 20 years' time. But these folks, that's if they're still alive by then. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking, they're, they're fucking rats. <laughs> exactly. On November 3rd, 1957, Soviet Russia launched the world's first inhabited space capsule, Sputnik 2, which carried a dog named Laika. Yeah, yeah dog's still I, up there. <laughs> did it... <sighs> Just the dog, though. Just the dog. Like, 
what did they train the dog to get so, its food? Did, did, they didn't like, give the what? dog food. They just shut the dog up with a rocket to see if it could fucking breathe. <laughs> it breathe, and they were like, "Okay, cool." Dude, that ain't right. <laughs> My word, that ain't right. I'm just pretty sure like, the dog's still up there. No, I just well, okay. I'm, well, no, no. The, the American shut up a trained monkey, so. <laughs> I I remember that. That's just painful. Okay. Okay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the news. Before we go on, um, we just want to say that by the time everyone listens to this, the first bit of results of the US election will be out, and we just hope everyone made the right decision this time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let's hope hope everybody makes Let's hope everybody makes the right decision and um, hopefully there will be a little bit more stability going forward. So, thoughts are with you there, guys. Let's hope for the best. Good luck. Alrighty. I went through that whole introduction, that whole introduction and the news and I was like, like, oh, I'm thinking of it now. I'm your host, Veron. I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) And my co-host is Mo One. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Maya. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, without further ado, we are going to pop the trunk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No sleep. Okay. Um, we'll go on to our v- n- nicely said slideshow. Or slideshow. Jeez, slideshow. Like this. We got pictures on uh, pictures on our podcast. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. good stuff. <laughs> now we have to put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, now we're just crazy. And now we're just crazy. Okay, let's get into history. You should know. Episode one, part one. The sandwich that changed the world. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'm gonna start with <laughs> by, by by asking you a question. Mm-hmm. What event is responsible? For most responsible, sorry, for the way the world is today. 9 11, the rise of the internet, Not- the old, old people using Facebook, the cultural change with <laughs> science. <laughs> oh, people, you, lost me at old, you lost me at old people using Facebook. <laughs> the cultural change where science and truth is outweighed by opinion and feelings. Feelings. Yeah, well, I, I'd argue that. Um, the, the, the seminal event or the event that shaped the world the most, the way it is today, mm. is World yeah. War One. And my argument, I, think, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, I my, actually my, think you're right on that one. But my argument for that is because it was our World War One happening. Um, mm. The Russian Revolution doesn't happen. Yeah. That means that the Soviets, yeah. don't, means the Soviets, don't, Soviets and communism doesn't, doesn't take over Russia. Without yeah. World War One, the Nazis don't come into power in in Germany. There's no Holocaust. Mm. The Middle East isn't carved up by people that have no care in the world about the people in the Middle East. Yeah. There's no split in, there's no split of Palestine because of the, the people fleeing from Germany to uh, to the Israel to what would be become Israel. Uh, yeah. There's there's no apartheid. <laughs> Yeah, no, and look, I, can, I, mean, I, can, I can I can safely say that there probably wouldn't have been a party because the majority of the people 
that went over to to um, fighting World War Two because apartheid happened mm-hmm. after World War Two, obviously, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were of English descent or they supported yeah. the Allies, whereas the, the 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 founders of the apartheid regime were supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Germans and were trying to sabotage the troops, the South African troops going over to um, yeah to fight uh, to to help with the war effort. But um, okay, yeah. but we can move but on. I mean, I, th- I, I, I think that 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 you have a point. Without without you know having World War One, the events that you mentioned wouldn't wouldn't have taken place. So you know, it, it's it's that's why I think we we started this sort of history you should know because everybody knows about world war one um you know what happened on the battlefield what happened during world war one but i'm not sure how many people know what led up to it like physically led up to it what was the precursor and what was the catalyst that that came in and went okay we're going full-scale war now yeah. So I think that's why we started this particular sideshow just to to enlighten or at least inform people who don't know about it um, to get a bit of grasp of of how this whole thing started. Yeah, yeah. I also think that that, that what's so what's amazing is that this is probably this history. History, looking back on it, because you always mm-hmm. look at history with twenty twenty vision, is that yeah. This is an amazing story. And, it is an amazing story. Yeah, because the, but but we'll get into that now. So we've yeah. been, we've decided that what well, World War One is the most important, like is, is the biggest reason for why the world is the way it, the is, way it today. is today. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask yeah. you uh, ask you another mm. question. Who is the most influential person of the 20th century? Could argue, you could argue it's Nelson Mandela, you can argue that it was JFK, you can argue that it was Adolf Hitler, <laughs> right? But again, I'll make, the would... argument, I'll make the argument that the most influential person of the 20th century it mm-hmm. was a 19-year-old man or boy mm-hmm. called Gavrilo mm-hmm. Princip. Now, Gavrilo Princip is famous for one thing, or infamous for one thing. Infamous. Impact. Yeah, he fired two shots and killed two people. Yeah, and in firing those two shots, he lit the fuse that started World War One. And it's scary to think that because you know it, one wouldn't think it would be just you know one guy. an ordinary guy. <laughs> you know, one would think it, it starts at the, the highest ranks of, you know, political power and, you know, political power is not agreeing on things and, you know, it gets out of hand. And, you know, you don't actually, since we're going into the whole story before World War One, one would never say it's just an ordinary guy on the street. Yeah, but... You know, but, just, just a 19-year-old you know, dude. Yes. But, you know... Like, um... But but of course it's part of it's part of a deeper conspiracy. But he's the one that did it because. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get in, we'll get into it, right? So just yeah. a little bit more yeah. background now on the main characters. Um, mm-hmm. We have um, a country that doesn't exist anymore called Austria Hungary, um, yep. ruled by eighty four year eighty four year old emperor called Franz Josef, 
Now, his mm-hmm. successor, Franz Ferdinand, is the catalyst mm. for this entire conflict. Okay. Interesting, okay. interesting thing to know is that Franz Ferdinand was never meant to be emperor. Ah, because, okay. Um, okay. Franz Joseph's oldest child, oldest son went and committed yeah. suicide. Ah, so, okay. So, so he's he, he was he was Franz Ferdinand is like the default. Yeah. So 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 if you think of um like the movie The King's Speech, mm-hmm. where as uh, a Prince Andrew was going to be was coronated king and then he stayed, he abdicated whatever sort of the same thing. Yeah. There wasn't no there wasn't any abdication. Um, there was a suicide. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And Franz Ferdinand went and married for love. So he married a woman who was of low birth. So when he became, mm. so when he became um, heir apparent to the, the throne, um, the court didn't like him much. Mm. And they even um, made it so that because of his wife's low birth, by the way, she was a duchess who was like a commoner. But, um, <laughs> low birth, my ass, if you're a duchess, like... <laughs> What yeah. do they consider? What do they consider like absolute? No, she you know, had to be like had to be probably one of the Habsburgs or like a relative of Queen Victoria or something like that. But mm. um, yeah, he wasn't. Um, their kids could never inherit the throne, even if he's emperor. Even if even if he was, even if he was emperor, their children, um, him and his wife, so his kids could never inherit the throne. Just because he married a duchess, yes, which a duchess is considered apparently lower status, yes. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. So then, at this time in Europe, there was a great deal of there was a great rise in nationalism, specifically in like places in the Balkans, like Serbia, Um, Mm -hmm. and they believed, um, especially Serbia, the Serbian people believed that um, the area that uh, Austria-Hungary controlled, like Bosnia Herzegovina. Um, yes. and, and, and those places should be po- the majority of the population was Slavic so the Serbians okay. believed that that part of Austria-Hungary should break free and join Serbia and become part of a pan-Slavic state oh right okay <laughs> and okay. After, after seeing the, after seeing their neighbours uh, shake off the yoke of Ottoman um, occupation um the, the this movement was growing within Bosnia as well, um, but however, these these this agitation to have their freedom and everything was usually ruthlessly oppressed or suppressed by the those in charge by the Austro-Hungarians. All right, so yeah, I mean, heard of you know this type of suppression is not. I suppose it, it it's before that. I'm not too sure, but I mean. You know that type of scenario that you're painting now has has r- had a ripple effect in terms of that. Um, you know, it's happened to many groups. Yes. Of people, type of of um, suppression. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, and another thing you need to know is that the the Balkans was basically mm-hmm. a powder keg waiting to go off because there were so many ethnicities being forced to live with each other that didn't want to live with each other because they were ruled by one of the great European powers at the time. Um, so much so that the probably the greatest uh, politician that Germany has ever known, um, Otto von Bismarck, said that the conflict yeah. that, he, that he 
made it so that the Europe Europe was like basically tied together by all these real politic alliances, secret under the tables things and everything like that, and ensured that if there was ever a war with a great power, that it will always be um, two against three. So, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and his greatest thing was to ensure that France and Russia never allied together. Um, but that's 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 another story. However, what he said about uh, the Balkans is that the concert of Europe, as he like like to call it, would come crashing down because some of because of some damn fool fool event in the Balkans. He would be proved correct. Okay. Legend. He would be proved correct, yeah. which makes you wonder. Yeah. Um, legend also has it, and I yeah. know it's like we say it's a legend, but this is like the 1800s, but uh, late 1800s. Mm. So, but I do. I guess we can call it a legend. <clears throat> oh. Legend also has it that he told um, Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany that if he did not yeah. change the way he, the Kaiser, um, mm-hmm. approached things, that the Kaiserreich as it, it was called, yeah. would not last another 20 years under his rule. And Bismarck would be right. Oh. To the day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know that, that whole thing you mentioned about like secret under the table shit. Yeah. I swear it sounds like one of those, like, you know, if we play it just right, yeah, <laughs> we can manage and get the shit together. It'll work. This web, yeah. this web of alliances was so complicated that only Bismarck knew how to make it work. I told you, under the table, shit, he had a <laughs> Only he knew how to make it work, right? And oh, my word. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a story for, 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 for um, another episode. Now, yeah. I have another question for you. Mm. Do you believe in fate? Do I believe in fate? Yeah. Uh, I'd say 50-50. Well, if you don't believe in fate, then this story will change your mind. <laughs> it's going to blow my okay. mind. Okay. And, and, and what's more interesting is that this is a true story. No author came up with it. No great screenwriter writer made it up. This really happened. Yeah. And this is, event, mm. this is an event that changed the world. Now sit back. Yes. And listen to one of the great stories you will ever hear. Okay. So. We start at the end of 1913. The leadership of a Serbian nationalist group called the Black Hand um, mm-hmm. began plotting the assassination of an Austrian minister in Bosnia. This assassination, okay. the assassination was next, as they felt that it was not a big enough statement. So a new target was selected. This target just happened to be the Emperor of Austria-Hungary, Franz Joseph. Franz Joseph would be touring Bosnia during the spring of 1914. However, this was also cancelled as you as the aging emperor was 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 sick. The, okay. the assassins were then told to stand by. Meanwhile, in Austria, our aging emperor informs his heir, Franz Ferdinand, to take a trip mm-hmm. to the Balkans in his stead. Now, Franz Ferdinand... But, but he's, he's, not, he's not emperor, he's still just the heir. Yes, he's the heir. So, okay. No, no, so 
the, the aging emperor, Franz Joseph, tells Franz Ferdinand yes. to take a trip to the Balkans yes. in his stead. Franz Ferdinand okay. Okay. has his anniversary coming up in July of 1914. With his, with his low birth wife. With his low okay. birth, birth wife, so. Um, yes. So he decides that they're going to go to Sarajevo. And um, okay. they, they decide they're going to they're going to go to Sarajevo and everything like that because it's, well, it's pretty bohemian. And um, okay. they, they, they really want to get out of, away from the court where they, as mentioned, they mm-hmm. don't really like. So they decide that they're going to go to Sarajevo and they're going to have a parade on the 28th of June, 1914. Okay. Skip forward a couple of months to the 26th yeah. of March. 1914. Mm-hmm. In a cafe in Belgrade, five men, yeah. aged between the age, aged between 19 and 21 years old, are sitting at, mm-hmm. are sit, are sitting at a table. They receive letters. Okay. To meet at the, they receive letters to meet at this cafe at this time. When mm-hmm. a sick man walks in holding a parcel, joins them at the table. Right. He opens the okay. parcel, and the only thing in the parcel. Is a newspaper clipping with the headline uh-huh. Franz Ferdinand is coming to Sarajevo. The date, the 28th of June. The clipping contain the clipping also contains the route the Archduke will take. The mission is back. And on. nothing is said between these men. Say again. Nothing is nothing is said between them, or is it just a matter of like here's the parcel, cheers, I'm gonna leave. No, they know what they, they know what they have to do. Okay. So the okay. mission is back on. The target is and the target is set as the archduke. Mm. As we said now, right. the fates have conspired. That a man who was never supposed to be in power and was never supposed to be in the region is to be targeted yes. for assassination. Ooh, sign uh-huh. up. Sign what makes this even more more fated? Part of the visit was to watch uh, military maneuvers besides the parade. Was to watch military ma- mm. was to watch military manu- maneuvers on the date, the twenty eighth of June. To the twenty eighth of June <laughs> just so happens to be the date of a battle that is etched into the Serbian identity, the Battle of Kosovo. This battle, uh. even though the Serbians lost, became part of a Serb, Serb of a Serb nation building myth. You, if you want to think of something similar, think of King Arthur, and um, yeah, what King Arthur is to the British, right? So, yes. the Serbian ruler, uh, Lazar, challenged the Ottoman Sultan to a great battle at Kosovo in 1389. And Lazar chose to die as a martyr to provide the Serbian people with a place in the kingdom of heaven instead of an earthly kingdom by, like, you know, winning the battle. Um... In, the myth, <laughs> in this myth, the Serbs are the chosen people of God. And Kosovo and the Pan-Slavic nation and a Pan-Slavic nation are promised to them through a covenant with God. This also also part of this myth is that um, a Serb assassinated the Ottoman Sultan while in his tent, oh. and his name was Milos. I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> Milos. <laughs> I'm waiting. Milos Obilicic. Right. Oh, okay. Now, on this day, that means so much to the Serbian people and to the Slavic people. You have yes. the heir 
to the people that are ruling and oppressing you coming over for freaking oh. parade yeah yeah Right? Like they're supposed to bow down and be happy and be all like, hey, nice to see you. Yes, but now, the, uh, it's also been argued that Franz Josef came, uh, Franz Josef, Franz Ferdinand came down to show his support for the whole thing and like, yay, go Serbia. But to be fair, Franz Ferdinand had no no idea about the importance of, of this day. However, I yeah, despite his ignorance, this day, mm-hmm. It's too symbolic. It's too Im- yes. too important, and it's too much of an insult for these young nationalists to do nothing. Yeah. If it was any, if it was any other day, the events would probably not have unfolded as they did. All right. So the thing the thing is though the thing is though, you know whose idea then was it to make it on June twenty eighth? It was from Ferdinand. He just didn't know. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> like, what did he no, know? He's <laughs> just, he's just going to a parade. Yeah, but here's the thing: no one told him. Someone should have told him. Surely, someone should have. Someone told should him. have told him. Right. <laughs> so, Franz Ferdinand and Sophie, who were back to the story, by the way. Franz Ferdinand and Sophie yes. arrive a day early, so they decide to spend. Um, so they decide to stay at um, a spa in Ildiza. Okay. While dining with the other guests, they're informed that they protest and people aren't happy that they're coming on this day and everything. And Sophie dismisses them and says she doesn't see any of that because the people she's spoken to have been really friendly and open to them. Uh-huh. Side note. <laughs> I wonder, maybe, maybe it's a low birth connection. No. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> mm. The only reason so- Sophie was on this trip was because she felt that her husband would be in danger. <laughs> Irony, my right? Hold on. But also due to her low birth, like only being a duchess, she could never really be mm-hmm. by by um, the archduke's side. Um, he, yes. Historian A J P Taylor noted, and I quote: "Sophie could never mm-hmm. share. So sorry, Sophie could never share his rank." Never share his splendid. Could never even sit next to ne- sit by his side during a public occasions. There was one loophole, however. His wife could enjoy the same recognition of his rank when he was acting in a military co- capacity. Hence, Franz Ferdinand decided to go inspect to go inspect the army in Bosnia. There, in its capital, Sarajevo, the Archduke and his wife could ride in an open-top carriage, side by side. Thus, for love, did the Archduke go to his death. End quote. Back to the story. You know, those open, <laughs> those open top, <laughs> those <laughs> open top. Truly. Yeah. yeah. I see a Truly. <laughs> <laughs> so, they arrived the morning of the fateful day, the 28th, uh, the 28th of June, the, by train. Mm-hmm. They are met by um, Oscar Potiore. Again, I'm going to put your name. Mm-hmm. Sorry, with six other vehicles. The first stop is an inspection of military barracks. Side note again. Okay. It's going to be a lot of side notes. Wow, a lot of side yeah. notes. Security for the procession was very watered down 
because the presence of apparently the presence of a lot of security uh, people and military people on the route would have set the archduke according to the governor this um where this oscar portiore guy um okay so instead of having mili- a military entourage and a military escort as security they left the security of the entire parade and the entire procession to the Sarajevo police who <laughs> hold on number just 60 people 60 officers uh, why <laughs> because it was why? a sunday so- <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay back to the story so yes. the the motorcade proceeded uh, with their with the procession they passed the first two assassins who basically chicken mm-hmm. so they they chicken out right they they can't do it they passed the third yeah. who can't pull the trigger because he felt he, he felt guilty because because he really didn't want to kill Sophie yes they passed the fourth whose weapon malfunctions <laughs> they get they approach the fifth and he has the balls to do it he pulls the pen and he throws a grenade and the archduke seeing the grenade ducks <laughs> the grenade then sails over the top um and lands in a uh, lands um underneath the car that's behind them and detonates oh my oh my word <laughs> right um this disables the car um and wounds about 20 people there's blood on the street people are panicking and everything like that our would be a second of- runs to a bridge and jumps off into the water and jumps off into a river thinking that the water that the, the raging water sweep him away to safety except because it was the dry except- dry season the water was only about 13 <laughs> centimeters deep how was tessin breaks his leg <laughs> and in act and in an act of defiance and a you never take me alive coppers type of move he takes a sign i go Uh, which was defective <laughs> so it's sitting with the broken, sitting with a broken leg in this in this water puking his guts out very much alive <laughs> when he's arrested this is like when when what's the from Austin Powers when the guy falls off the yes. falls off the building hell i think yeah. you're broken both my legs <laughs> <laughs> I smell almond. <laughs> you perhaps give me some kind of cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's taken very much alive into custody. So, the remainder of the motorcade goes to to the magistrate's court um where they make a complaint obviously. Now, um at this time Sarajevo is now being locked down uh by all okay. by all 60 cops, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a sunday it's a sunday right so the city leaders mm-hmm. suggest that the archduke and sophie continue with the with 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 the the planned itinerary and go open the museum that was also part of this trip um so after the good like the parade was over like like we're done here so, we're now going to go to a museum yeah yeah just going to continue but but you were supposed to do whatever and the archduke is like yeah. uh, no <laughs> <laughs> What's one smart move of him? However, you oh, you give him too much credit because right now 
<laughs> instead of the in, instead of you know be going into a bunker or like being spirited out mm-hmm. of the city the archduke decided that he yeah. and sophia are going to go to the hospital and go visit those people that were injured during the blast which is very brave but very very brave very stupid while this uh. is happening uh just having seen his cocos birds jump off a bridge <laughs> Yeah. Our man, Gavrilo Princip. Mm. Yeah. He's being swept uh, swept up in the panic and it, and and he's very frustrated and he flees the scene. The mission is a failure. The airlives and the dreams of receive uh, of uh, recreating the events of the Kosovo Kosovo murder have been dashed, right? He decides to Aww, he decides, I know he wants immortality, right? So, yeah, because I mean, he he really has it in him. He's like, well, this was a bust. Normal, what is me? So he decides to comfort himself with a sandwich, and he knows of the with a sandwich, and he knows the perfect place to get a sandwich. So he goes, he mm. wanders off to the cafe, steps inside, and he orders his sandwich. Now, while he's busy getting his sandwich, the archduke and Sophie. return to their car and inform their driver okay who's their personal chauffeur from Austria he's not a local yeah that they're going to go to the that they um are going to be off to the hospital they don't they don't take okay. they don't take another procession mm-hmm. um instead they have security stand on the uh, skirting of the vehicle so you you've got yes. them sitting there and then there's four or five uh people standing on like the skirting while they're driving which is a good thing because obviously the driver didn't know where the hospital was so he could ask direction yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so they depart yeah. they make good time until they take a turn they take a wrong turn down a down mm-hmm. a street and you'll never guess what the name of the street is what's the name of the street Joseph Street <laughs> <laughs> yes, the street <laughs> named after the emperor of Austria, Hungary, right? Yeah. And in attempting to reverse out of said street, um the driver stalls the car. Now, uh, yeah. the real princip having obtained his sandwich mm-hmm. uh, exits the exits the shop, the, the cafe. and sits yeah. uh, sitting at one of the tables yeah. outside the cafe probably thinking uh, that he'll he'll probably get another chance to make his mark in the world you know the work of a patriot is the what? work of a patriot's ever done after all and you know thinking yeah. whatever angry 19 year old nationalists think in their delusions of grandeur and he snapped out of yeah, he snapped yeah. out of his thought by the noise of a car stalling there <laughs> three or four paces away in an open top floor, in all the glory it's front foot in end and his wife sophie <laughs> oh no i'm thinking princip rush forward takes out his pistol and fires two shots before being tackled by a security in the car oh my word in the car the archduke is in shock his wife is in front of him bleeding from a wound in her abdomen She's laying there immobile. Oh, no. He leans, he, he, he leans, uh, he leans forward, 
but he feels a bit weak. His neck hurts. He oh. begs his wife, and I quote, Please, Sophie, don't die. Live for the children. He slumps back, cradling his wife's head in his lap. One of the security asks if he's arrived, and the Archduke says, it's nothing. He repeats the phrase, it's nothing. A couple of times, each time more drawn out and quieter before fading into unconsciousness. Both the Archduke and his wife will be declared dead within an hour. And there you have it. Wow. A man man was not to be an heir. A, uh, a wrong turn and the right sandwich at the right shot the right at the right time two shots that will change the world in 30 days Europe will be on fire the crowns of Europe will be rolling in the streets and the countdown to Armageddon has begun and, and what a principle you ask well in Serbia yes. he's seen as a hero has a park named after him, where a statue stands of him immortalized. Oh. In yeah. the city of Belgrade, where all this where all this started on March 26, nineteen fourteen. After the war, he, um, his house was rebuilt in Sarajevo by the newly formed Kingdom of Yugoslavia, a pan-Slavic state. Yeah, there's a plaque at the site mm-hmm. of uh, the assassination, with his footsteps emblazoned in gold leading to the spot. The plaque reads, and this is the third plaque, by the way. So there's a plaque there now, but this is like the third, this is like the plaque, this is what the plaque reads now because it was a bit more like patriotic and everything like that uh, before. Uh, But the plaque reads now, from this place, on 28th of June, 1914, Gavrilo Princip assassinated the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, Franz Ferdinand and his wife, Sophie. Like point blank, yeah. point. Just that's it. Yeah. On this day, this is what he did. <laughs> and Cla- okay. So the, the irony of this. For those of you who don't know, Claude is like yeah. finished in Afrikaans. Yeah. So the, the irony of this is that Prince oh. is more. Yeah. The, the, no, not on the plaque, but that's 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 what the plaque says. But now the irony of all this yeah. is that um, Prince would not live to see any of this. His immortalization, the creative of the cre- creation of a promised pan-Slavic state him being venerated as a hero, being added to the mythos of the Serbian uh, nation building. Because Gabrilo Princip died in prison on the 28th of April, 1918, seven months before the the war ended. He died of of tuberculosis. And around him... So even while he was in prison, he didn't know all of this immortalization stuff was happening? Like No, because this all happened afterwards. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. So, I see. so I see. And, and around him, the world burned. 17 million people are dead. His homeland is turned into rubble. And one wonders at the end if he thought, was it worth it? And yeah. that is the wow. history you should know. <laughs> That that is some that is some history, some history. Yeah, um, th- that was intense. That it was intense. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was history you should know. Episode one, what, part what? one. So we still get so we still getting into the good yeah. stuff. Please remember.
to join us next week where we get into part two, which is nice and delicious for everybody yes. to listen to. Um, please listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, Podcaster, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we, also, we also take suggestions. Um, you can email us at adults.promise at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. Please give us, please give us an email. Please tell your friends. Please tell everybody. And until next week, Pop the we'll be saying, <laughs> "Pop the trunk, or oh, close the trunk." We've got to make up our minds. Close the trunk. Until next week. Until next week, listeners. And, and never travel in an open top car. <laughs> Bye. That too.